Productions. Due to suggestive adult themes and dialogue, this podcast is intended for adults. In other words, the truth is ugly, so we get ugly right along with it. Everything we say is out of love for ourselves, our people, and our community. Sincerely, The Green Route Podcast. All right, y'all. So welcome back to The Green Route, season two, episode seven. Oh, it's my number. That's your number? My football number, seven. That You know, this is the Lord's doing. Man. This is God. Y'all knew, I, y'all knew I was coming. I'm just saying. Oh, this, this may be the Lord's doing. But, hey, I have um, a stranger turned friend, crazy enough. We met maybe at, two years ago. At, at a cigar lounge. At, <laughs> at a cigar lounge. Shout out to Lamar. Lamar, Toast for um, Charity. Toast for Charity for inviting us to some event. I don't even know what we were there for. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were at a cigar lounge and it was a room full of incredible, incredible people, including the young man who created Bull Young. Yep. Doc, uh, uh, with Chef Danny. Yeah, yeah, that was good. His food was good. All of that. So Reggie and I, um, we met then and just kind of synced. Um, it's crazy that everyone who has been on season two thus far has kind of been that story for me. Yeah. Someone I've met in Dallas and kind of developed a relationship with um so yeah i have reggie calhoun jr with me um he is an athlete a coach um an athletic developer um a teacher yeah a founder of a whole ass college (laughs) (laughs) um just just a dope dude um when i met him and i learned about what he was doing with these young men with um college athletes student athletes um i just kind of fell in love with his vision and i've watched it grow uh, actually, he was at Dion's first home game this past weekend. So, I mean, humble flex, I'm yeah, just saying. You know, <laughs> just, we, try to, we try to just do what we got to do. <laughs> <Is that, laughs> do, do. If the Lord say the same. The, the Lord say the same. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you want to tell tell the people something about you real quick? Yeah, man. Um, I'm originally from New Orleans. Shout out to Noah. Uh, 10-year Army vet. So I, did the, I, know you know, I, know I didn't know that. Yes, when I, did you have time to be in the army? Exactly, my life is crazy, right? <laughs> what? So I did ten years in the army. Um, I played college ball too, and I ended up in Dallas because I did like most athletes do, try to play pro. Mm. It ain't work out, so I, just, I stayed here. I ain't, I ain't go back home, so yep. I just stayed here and made my life what it is now. I like when you say try to play pro, like you came to Dallas for yeah, I combine trained okay. with. with with D on them. Okay. So they were my trainers. Got it. And I worked out with them and learned the game a little bit more. And I tried out for like about seven different teams and some combines to stuff like that. And when the bell clocked and said it was done, it was over with. Okay. Yeah. Hey. I started using my degree. That's right. That's right. I love that. And so you are teaching young men now. Yep. How to, to actually navigate this college space. That's right. Um, what's actually out there. And Although I'm not using my degree now, I did in the in the beginning. So my my degree is exercise science. Okay. So I was doing that for a while. So you you know how to keep these boys yeah. looking good. Yeah, rehab, <laughs> post rehab, yeah, uh, nutrition, the whole nine. But it kind of got bored bored after a while. Okay. I kind of wanted to be in the mix, mm-hmm. and I just went the whole development route. So holistically, that's dope. So that was my goal. That's dope. I still I really still want to come see the program. Oh yeah, for sure. And the school, because um, I I think it's amazing. I feel like you know <clears throat> coming coming out of Crenshaw in particular, um, we had a lot of kids who a lot of boys in particular who. Um, they wanted to go pro. And yeah. when it didn't happen, they didn't really know what to do with themselves because yeah. all they had ever known their whole lives was was this one thing. Yeah, right? 17 years of playing ball. That's right. That's what you, you do. And you go over with. Yeah. And it's done. So that's, it's like, and so it's like, what do I do with myself? So I love the fact that you were developing them, developing them off 
the yeah. field as well. Yeah. Um, so that they knew they had options. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. So that's that's pretty dope. All right, cool. Well, I got my boy with me. We got my drinks. Uh I got well, I got mine. Yours is over there too. Oh, you good? Right there, I thought I thought you were done for the night. No, no, no. You know, I got a little look glass. <laughs> little little something. All right, you want to talk some politics real quick? Oh yeah, you got me in the mix now. Okay, I love it. All right, y'all. So we're gonna run down this top five real quick and then we are going to get into Reggie's interview because I really want y'all to know more about what he's doing, um, RPA and yeah. you know, how he is using everything that he is to to really develop. Um, we had a great conversation about Deion Sanders as well. <laughs> he schooled me on some things. And so yeah, we 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 may be able to get into that, but maybe Nathan said we gotta keep this episode pacing the right way. So we we gonna yeah. say yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tangent right there. <laughs> it, yeah. could, it could go all night. That's yeah. that's a special episode, maybe. That may be a, a special episode. All right, y'all. So um, first topic for tonight. So uh, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, he, um, he went on and launched an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. So Monday. No, yesterday. I um, reported early in the morning that the Senate had actually gone over to the House of Representatives. The GOP senators in particular had gone on to gone over to the GOP House and was like, hey, y'all don't really have enough evidence for this. Please do not launch this inquiry. Focus on the issues at hand and the issues at hand that they really wanted the House to focus on is, number one, the impending government shutdown. If they do not pass a budget by I think it's October 15th is when the new fiscal year starts. Um Things like uh, the fact that North Korea is hanging out with China yeah. and big kicking it, talking about <laughs> pew pews and weapons. Yep. Um, we definitely have an issue wherein G20 was lightly attended. BRICS is growing. Uh, we are starting to see certain alliances on foreign affair front. So there's a, there, there's a lot of shit going it's a on. Lot. Right. And so it's the Senate lot. was like, hey, House chill out on on the whole impeachment thing. Hunter Biden is already getting ready to be indicted at the end of the towards the end of the month, let's chill and focus on things that, that the house needs to be focusing on. But we got to run this back. We have to run it back to when we were trying to confirm a speaker of the house. You remember when it took, I think it was 15 votes to get Kevin McCarthy in that seat. Yeah. Nobody likes him like that. <laughs> they kept <laughs> voting over and over and over. And it was usually like one person holding out or two people holding, withholding their vote or whatever. What we found out was that the Freedom Caucus, it's a very uh, far right leaning group in the House was actually holding up the vote in order to get Kevin McCarthy to make certain concessions. Some of those concessions had to do with spending, budget, things like that. So what's actually happening in the House right now is more political than it is anything else. The Freedom Caucus, who, by the way, kicked out Marjorie Taylor Greene a couple months ago because even she was too batshit crazy for them, was like, hey, Kevin, don't forget that when we put you in this seat, here are the list of things that you agreed to. One, agreed to. One of those things was to support an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. So that is literally what we are seeing right now. The House uh, Freedom Caucus has also said that they will withhold their vote from the budget, <clears throat> um, the budget bill, if certain demands aren't reached, including um, cutting spending for certain uh, entitlement programs. And I put that in quotes because I feel like taxpayers pay for these things. So right. how are they entitlement? Um, but also um, there was, oh, ending the weaponization of government, 
to look into, you know, potential wrongdoing of former officials, which is interesting because now they're using the government to look into potential right. wrongdoings we- of a current them. official. Weaponizing. But okay. And then there was also um there was also rhetoric around ending woke policies um, within the congressional body. So a lot of this definitely has to do with the Freedom Caucus reminding Kevin McCarthy that he only got that seat because he he agreed to certain things. And so sadly, Kevin McCarthy's hands are tied lest he be ousted by by the Freedom Caucus and and by their supporters. Um, So, yeah, y'all, this whole impeachment thing has to do with the belief that Joe Biden potentially enriched himself by being on the peripheral of Hunter Biden's business dealings with with foreign bodies. Um, Ukraine is listed. China is listed. There are a couple other nations listed. Um, But all in all, I, I will say that Hunter Biden is already under investigation himself. Right. Um, I I do appreciate. I'm I'm gonna be honest because a lot of people was like, "Oh, you sound like a conservative," but I'm I'm gonna be honest. I feel like a lot of times people have the privilege of being related to someone very powerful, and they get away with a lot of shit. Hunter Biden evaded taxes and had a gun when he wasn't supposed to have one. <laughs> and anyone else, if it were you and I. We'd have to pay our debt to society for those charges. Hunter Biden had already figured out well, his legal team had already figured out a a plea deal, which he expected to go into court and for it to happen right away. (laughs) But the judge was like, hold on, (laughs) wait a minute. Like, what does this plea actually cover? Now it looks like it's actually going to go to trial. They um, they actually assigned a a special counsel, if I'm not mistaken. And now it looks like he's going to be indicted by the end of the month, which which means this thing is going to go to trial. And I genuinely think it needs to, because anyone else, if we were not the president's son, would have to go and have our day in court for the things that he initially pleaded guilty to when he thought he was getting a plea, but now has pled not guilty to when he knows his shit is going to trial. So let me ask you this. Do you think if they do open up the investigation and Biden does it help Hunter? Does it help Hunter? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Cause that's cause cause Hunter is is being looked at for two completely different things. So this is the tax evasion and this is the gun charge. They're looking at Biden because of Hunter's business deals right. with foreign. So so I think that's a completely separate thing. But that, you know, people can twist that and, yeah. and try to use it in favor of well that's why I kind of read like um, they don't they don't want McCarthy to, to do it because if Biden is found not guilty or not implicit, it's going to boost up, his. Go up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, do you really want to go down that road? Right. But then you also look at, you know, is this about Biden or is it about the prisoner swap? The prisoner swap? Yeah. What prisoner swap? You know, so they did the, the five Americans, five Iranians. I don't think it. I, so I think those two things are separate too. So so all this impeachment stuff. I think Biden has been doing a lot of wild stuff. <laughs> so I, this is this is U.S. politics right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's like and, like and and you put me on. So I'm like every video you drop, I go and like I like watch some shit. I'm like, dude, like America really on some <laughs> we on some bullshit, some right other now. shit right yeah. now. I'm like, damn, it's crazy. So 
Hunter is that family member who you don't want around. Yeah, Hunter is the drug dealing cousin. Yes. The drug the drug addicted cousin. Yeah, bro be wildin'. And and then if, if I'm the dad, I'm like, bro, I've I've done all I can. I'm trying to be president, <laughs> goddammit. Shit. I've done all I can <laughs> right. to help you, bro. Like at some point I'm gonna have to say, hey, look, it's me and you. Man, I gotta I gotta save me. <laughs> and and sadly, I actually think that may be what happens. Um, given that his father is really, I mean, he's attempting to run yeah. for his second term and here you go being caught on camera with prostitutes smoking crack. And I don't mean that figuratively. <laughs> That's kind of what I want to get to. Like, I, that, that I was asking, like, like if they do this to Biden, does that affect Hunter? Because if, if they do anything to Biden and, and, and Hunter gets off. Biden doesn't get a chance to win the second one. I, I agree. I think I think I actually think Hunter going to trial is going to be good for Biden because it's going to show that like he's serious with the Biden yeah. isn't using his privilege yeah. to cover his son's sins. Yep. That's why I read like um so people were saying that McCarthy shouldn't be trying try to like do it. Be- right. Because if y'all do and then Hunter gets off and it's nothing like now y'all just you you just help them yep. win. Yeah. Like relax. Yeah. Like chill, bro. We we got some other stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like let's worry about this. A- apparently <laughs> America really likes its presidents to be criminals now. Um, because yeah. like you think about Trump, right? Like every time Trump gets indicted, he goes up in the polls. Hey, hey, so hey. I don't know. I think we may be partial to like criminal presidents at this point. But that's what we like, though. We like the stories of the big Meeches and yeah, the, and, I think I'm and, big Meech and the mafia bosses yeah. and dudes waiting from America, Pablo. Like everybody want to be Pablo. Like so, everybody loves the the person who got over on the government, yeah. even if they in government. Man, let's let's run for city council, but we gotta go commit some crimes first. You you down? Hell no, I'm gonna get my ass the book. I'm, I'm dark skinned. That's over with for me. Yeah. It's over for me. I'm, I'm out of there. I don't even I don't you know. Dreams, I'm kinda so in the you middle. Got over for you. I'm kinda in the middle of like the skin <laughs> privilege, but this this hair is definitely yeah, gonna yeah. be like, bitch shit. <laughs> Sit your you ass in the mix. <laughs> but nah, man, I thought I thought the story was kinda like it was kinda like McCarthy just kinda just threw it, threw it out there just, yeah. just to say, Hey bro, I did it. Yeah. I I I think you captured it right there. Yeah, I think I, you captured it right yeah, there. Yeah, I did what y'all said. Right. Yep. This is what you wanted me to do. Right. All right. Now, and and you're 100 right. So that call to not do this came from the Senate, who was just like, y'all are only going to help him if it comes that there is no evidence that he enriched himself. He had no yeah. like. Once he gets recused of all wrongdoing, he's going to shoot up. And now he and and I'm gonna be honest. If I was Biden, I would have my PR person working yeah. to spin that story. Like start coming up with with scenarios right now. So as soon as whatever happens, like I I can figure out a way to spin it. And Trump is really a master at that. Yeah. And that like he is always making himself the martyr. Like uh, in in everything. And oh, no matter what this man. Did. It like he can cheat somebody out of out of five million dollars, and he'll be like. Yeah, they're coming after me, and they'll come after you. And people yeah. will be like, "You know Trump. what? They might come after me too." And, and, and <laughs> what? Like, damn, so that, that could be me, right? You know, but it that's, could it. But now, nah, man, really? I, I think McCall Crouch like like really just did his due diligence and yeah. said like, "This is what I'm supposed to do," and I did it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna let y'all tell me I shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I'm gonna back down. 
Because remember, they they were mad at McCarthy, too, for um, even cutting a deal on um, the last government shutdown, a potential shutdown. Like they were upset that he went to the White House and actually negotiated with Biden to pass a spending bill in order for us to, number one, raise the debt ceiling, but also, you know, avoid a shutdown. So, but but I said when McCarthy, when it took 14, 15 votes to get him in that seat, I remember saying he is going to have the worst time because he gave up too much to get the seat. And they had him by the balls. And it, this right here proves exactly yeah. what you said, that now he has to do stuff just to say, all right, I did it. But see, people like him, he a team player for his greater good, though. So you got to watch in the next five years who he becomes, though. You think he's going to be respectable, though? Yeah. You think so? Because who's ever going to back him going to know, like, he's going to do whatever he, he got to do for his benefit. So let me present him a win-win. Where I get what I want, and he get what he want, because he gonna do it. He gonna he gonna he gonna crash and burn. He don't even care. Like even if he don't believe in it, as long as he get what he looking for. But, but I guess that's where my question about respectability comes in. Like, because I'm looking at him like my boy, you ain't got no backbone. Like you letting him bitch uh, you right now. Got to. Sometimes you gotta play. You gotta play small to on the on the national scale. Though? Yeah, yeah. Oof. The art of war. You gotta win. Win small. Appear weak. At the in, as a speaker of the house, yeah, I got, don't know. I'm, so gotta, I don't know if I'm gonna let you play with me like that so on got, that scale. Because you think about the whole big play with deal, me right? on the city council. Because Trump, they they play on Trump name a lot, but, but he doesn't care though. He but, does care because he responds his, all the time. But he has to show you that I'm willing to go toe to with it. So you look at McCarthy; he's on the other side of Trump. Like same kind of response responses, but he does it as if he's like a meek, weak purple. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. You better than me, because I'm yeah, gonna tell he better you. Better than me, because yeah, I'm, I'm telling I, the truth. It, it I couldn't be that. me. I ain't it, doing that. Like you can play with me, maybe at the state level, <laughs> but you're talking about a, a, the United States House of Representatives. You gonna play with me? You gonna play with me like that on the United States House? Nah. Yeah, but if I could get to the global stage, I'm, I'm straight. Like, Where are you, you going after this, sir? Hey, a man. senator? Hey, hey, my man, my man got aspirations. Man. He listen. granted, I don't really know much about him, but just seeing how he's allowing certain things to play out when, I, when, whenever he speaks, I know he don't even believe what he's saying. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he just reading off that paper right now. He just reading. I'm gonna be honest, McCarthy looks like McBitch to me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be 100 honest, but I'm gonna leave that right there. All right, we got to get to number two because uh, Nathan gonna be yelling at me. Yeah. All right, oh, oh, so let's talk about this dude who uh, escaped from prison in uh, Pennsylvania. Did so they caught him this morning. It's crazy. <laughs> they caught him this morning, but. So I've been following this story and the, the the deeper I dug into it, the crazier it got. Okay, y'all. So the dude we're talking about is um, the inmate who escaped from a county, a county jail, a county prison in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. He was in there for first degree murder. He had a life sentence because he murdered his ex-girlfriend in front of her children. Yes, apparently. What I didn't know, though, is that he had actually fled to the United States from Brazil. From killing it, I think. Because of a 2015. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was a shit. What? So then I'm like, okay, he was here illegally. Um, he crossed the border illegally. He was undocumented. Not that I have, l- let's be clear, not that I have 
right? Any issues with people who come here seeking refuge because there's unrest in their country. When you come here seeking refuge because you're running from the laws in your country, yeah. I have a real problem with that, specifically when you were a murderer. Yeah. Specifically when you were a whole ass murderer. So the man comes over here, starts dating this woman. Uh, the sister of the woman said that he turned into like a green eye monster, just super jealous. He went from being a very sweet neighbor to super jealous boyfriend <clears throat> had threatened the um, the girlfriend several times. They broke up, continued to threaten her, and then finally killed her in front of her children. So he's doing a life sentence. He's in this prison, and he crab walks. That's crazy. When did you did you see the video? Oh, I watched it. Crab walks between, and it was like it was almost like did you like have to make sure it was the right corridor because it was almost like had he been a little shorter he wouldn't have been able to make it it was almost perfect yeah like how far his arms were stretched i'm like yo this is crazy he goes up into the hvac escapes that way so yesterday when i was actually putting our notes together come to find out that he had had an interaction with a homeowner. He went into the homeowner's garage and stole a rifle. The homeowner happened to be in the garage at that time, saw him taking the rifle, pulled a pistol out on Can't him. Can't shoot. Can't shoot worth a damn. Trash. Shot at him, I think they said three times. Trash. Didn't hit nothing. Um, obviously did not injure him because he said he <laughs> the man darted <laughs> off with his rifle. <laughs> And then this morning, as I was on uh, TikTok Live going through the morning headlines, someone told me that he had been arrested an hour ago. I'm just trying to figure out, number one, what the fuck? Number two, I really had to, I had to look up why he hadn't been deported, especially given that he was wanted in Brazil. And what I did find <clears throat> was that some... Um, Immigration legal experts weighed in and said that a lot, sometimes in these case, cases where very heinous crimes have been um, uh, perpetrated, the United States in particular will hold on to whoever the criminal is to make sure that justice is actually served. So I guess the fear is that if we send him back to Brazil for whatever he's facing there, he may get 5, 10, 15 years and we just don't think that's good enough. So right. I'm going to keep him here and give him that life sentence in this county prison and make sure that he actually suffers for what he's done. I just think it's bad shit crazy. I'm glad they found the man. But I also think it's crazy that like it took two weeks, I believe he had been on the run for two yeah. weeks um, to, to catch this man. And now I'm trying to figure out, like, what do we do with him now? Like. Can, can we get together and like take turns whipping his ass? Like what so happens my, so now? My question on that, right? How does somebody who's undocumented mm -hmm. go to jail? What you mean? How you process him? What do you, what is his name? What is his information? How are you processing somebody who's not documented in America? Yeah, I think, I think that's when you work, you, you use your relationships with wherever he's from to identify him. Um, Cause I mean, we know he doesn't have a social security number, right? right? But chances are maybe he had- A TIA number. Yeah, some, something, but right? But then, I don't know if you noticed, but somebody else escaped from their prison too. Recently? On the same way. Wait, so they got a crab walking problem in this prison? Yeah, so, they, so where he escaped from, they end up having a consultant come in and do a strategy deal and, and they put some razor wire up top. 
Well, Buddy just went through the razor wire. So I yeah, I did read that that he like yeah. went through the razor. So he must have been cut up. Yeah, he just went through the razor um, wire. Because when you looked at what he had on, he wasn't dressed yeah. any different than anybody else in the yeah. yard. So so Buddy. Somebody had already escaped from the prison before this. The same was like, way. put a little razor wire up. That'll stop. Put a razor wire up there. You'll you be straight. <laughs> no. But he was like, Bruh. he said, I'm from Brazil, bitch. Bro, I've been through the worst. <laughs> I, I eat this for breakfast. Like, what y'all talking about? Before I get caught, I might as well go and get cut up. So so the consultant's idea was to put razor wire Throw up. some razor wire yeah. up and that'll stop them. Not, not, hey, let's fix the, the walkway or make it. <laughs> Short, like longer, like I don't know. What's the average height of the person? Okay, let's make sure that the goddamn what? walkway. Yeah, well, let's extend this walkway a bit. So, okay, I wonder. So, do you think then that the recent prisoner knew about the previous escapee? Probably did. I mean, if you watch the news, I mean, you probably saw it or people in the, in, in the compound told, talking. Told them, yeah, like, like that's how the other dude. Cause, cause if you watch the video, you'll see that. Um, did you see the dude who looked, who seemed like he was kind of watching his back? Yeah. yeah, it took an hour. Yeah, so it took an hour for them to to realize he was gone. That's come, crazy. Come on, girl. That's like, crazy. Hey, y'all was doing, and then they put the guard who was on duty on administrative leave for for what? Ain't that, his fault? Y- yeah, he had I, a tower. But and you know how many people I gotta watch? <laughs> what? This this man over here in the corner, like I don't, ain't got time to watch him. Man. But that just lets you know how how much prisons are technically just a, a institution. It's just a, just a company. A holding. Well, and and it's it's crazy because as soon as you said that the consultant suggested wire, I was thinking like they didn't want to spend the money to do nothing else. Because when you think about like ex- expanding the corridor, yeah. right? That's that's money right yep. there. But yeah, we know that prisons are a business in this country. like, And a lot of them are privately owned and held. And so it is about the profit. It is about the bottom line. Bro put up chicken wire and was like, bet, look, don't, it don't cross the line. <laughs> That'll get him. <laughs> Just a chalk line. But he said, don't cross the line right Here's here. Here's the rule. It's the gun line, boss. Don't cross this one. What's, what's that movie uh, with the gun line? Uh, life. Life. Yeah. Life. And brothers, tell them about the gun line, boss. Tell them about the razor, the razor wire. Like, that's just kind of what, like what it was. But yeah, buddy went missing in Pennsylvania. Like, like how far could he have gotten? Well, and I'm, I, I guess I was also trying to figure out why he was still in Pennsylvania when they found him. Like... You not on the move? What what was the no. plan? Buddy just wanted out. Well, like you don't not gonna go north, south. You just gonna so stay he, in Pennsylvania. So Buddy went to jail for a reason. He crazy. Yeah. So that shit. Nothing crossed his mind that was logic. Like I'm gonna just stay around here, bro. Like I'm gonna escape and be close. Like Mexico don't really fuck with us like that. You could probably head on down there and make a little life for yourself. Get to it. You know you from Brazil, so you probably speak like Portuguese, but you know you can learn Spanish. You'll be all right. You know, you know a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So, so anyway, y'all, they they found the man, but um, I guess our prisons need to do better than chicken coop wire. Um, yeah, and. yeah, that's the story. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, buddy. Buddy was a serial killer. That is that. I we we'll say this. We we absolutely know that um that prisons are a business in this country. Um, and we have seen so many times, so many times, people of our hue be sent to those prisons for financial reasons. But in this case. He absolutely deserved to be oh, yeah. there. Yeah, but it was crazy. And if we can't even spend enough money to keep him there, like what what are we doing, y'all? 
what are we doing? This is America. This is America, the motherfucking ghetto. The ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> All right, let's go on and get into number three. We are pacing well. Let's talk about Tim Scott um, and him having a rough <laughs> time in the Republican Party on the GOP presidential ticket. Not because he's black, because he's not married. This is this has probably been one of my favorite stories for the last week or so. He different though. He <laughs> dog different. <laughs> That boy ain't right. Yeah, he different. That boy just ain't right. He different. Yeah, so um, so a little overview, y'all. Tim Scott is running for president of the United States of America yes. on the Republican ticket. Um, when Tim Scott announced he was running, he um was actually touted as a fantastic alternative to a party that honestly has kind of put white men at the front. You know, when it comes to their presidential candidate. So he joined the ranks of um, Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley, who are also running on the Republican ticket as like these diverse candidates all of a sudden. It was great to see. It was good to see. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of fucking with Nikki Haley. I'm not going to I'm not going to even like flex. She she showed out <laughs> in that. She, she To me, she was the star of that entire first debate, that primary debate. Um, so, yeah. So Tim Scott is um, a junior senator from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think it's South Carolina. And, um, you know, he he's, he's done his thing, right? Like, he is um, considered just kind of um, an exception in the party in that he's an evangelical Christian. Um, he, <laughs> why, why you look like that? Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. <laughs> finish what you're saying. Why your eyes roll up to the ceiling like that? It's the Lobos. <laughs> so he, he is an evangelical Christian who um, practices Puritan culture. Um, when he first got into the public eye, he was, was it a 30 year old version, 40 year old version, something like that. So he told everybody like, you know, I'm, I'm saving myself, you know, for marriage. I wish more people had self-control, all of this. Since then he has said that he's had sex. So, you know, the devil comes to steal and destroy, I guess, (laughs) but (laughs) But Tim Scott is on the big stage. Now, as we all know, politics takes money, especially at that level. When you talk about the presidency, um, there was a new report that came out this year that said the 2024 election is expected to reach, I believe, $20 billion in spending for the election. Shit. It It's nuts how much money goes into politics. So, of course... excuse me, Tim Scott, like every other candidate is attempting to raise money so that he can campaign, he can buy ad space, airtime, all of that. Well, wealthy GOP donors who were getting ready to write a check was like, hold on, we like you, Tim, but why you ain't got no wife? Yeah, that's just, that's that's a great question. So Tim, I think there have only been two other presidents in our country's history who were not married. What? One. Cleveland. One one president in our country's history who was not married. And there are still questions about his sexuality, by the way. <laughs> Historians are still trying to figure out whether this man, man actually liked women. Neither here nor there. So these very wealthy donors are like, hold on, before I give you money, I need to understand 
why you don't have a wife. Now, remember, Tim touts himself as being an evangelical Christian. If you don't know anything about evangelical Christians, you will know right now that they are very conservative, hence why they tend to be the denomination of the far right GOP party. They do believe in uh, marriage as an institution, that it is ordained by God, that it's a good thing to um, create and sustain the family as the American way, as the godly way, all of that. So here they are with Tim, like, hey, Tim, you said that you believed in what we believe, yet you don't have a wife. What's up with that? So Tim has come out and said a few things. Number one, that he didn't get married or he hasn't been married because he grew up in poverty. Um, it's, he said that his father was pretty heavy into drinking. And so his mother actually had to flee when I think he was like six years old, sending him and his brother to go live with, um, his grandparents. Mm -hmm. So the mom and the brother and Tim moved into the grandparents' house. He said his mother worked 16 hour days to put food on the table. So in his head, he was like, Hey, I didn't get married because I told myself that I wanted to make sure I could take care of my mother and if I couldn't do that, I wasn't going to start a family of, of my own. Now, I believe that Tim can absolutely take care of his mother. Miss um, Francis, I believe her name is. Shout out to Miss Francis. She's absolutely beautiful and sweet. Um, and then the other thing that he said was <clears throat> that he just kind of hadn't found the girl. But then all of a sudden this week, or maybe in late last week, Tim came out and was like, actually, I got a girlfriend and I'll introduce her to the world soon. <laughs> Bro made that up. And and now it's starting to feel like Tim. Relax, bro. Tim. Who is who is this girl? No, nah, like I think you think about like uh America, right? So people in America, we glorify that that um that person who got a woman, mm -hmm. right? Or somebody at least at least have had sex. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you're saying like, oh, I haven't had sex, I don't have a girl girlfriend, I'm not married to the average American man. Bro, you are. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you yeah. risky, bro. And mm -hmm. you want me to give you money? Like, I don't know you like that. Yeah. Like, now we have nothing to re re relate on. Like, we have no relationship on women. You you haven't gone through the heartbreaks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, you're not married. So it's like, if we put you in office and you happen to get married, what kind of women do you like? What's your track record with the women? Like, at least let, let us know you like the, like the ratchets mm. or something. Like, something. Oh, what if he came in there with, like, a tatted girl? Like, Goddamn, just... Say, say, the sexy red girl. Just pull up. That'd be crazy. That would be... Oh, that, that would be, be politics. Hey, that'd be crazy. That... Because it could as, work, though. Because as much as people <laughs> didn't like um, Obama, whatever, Michelle showed proof that, like, yo, like... She stand up. Mm -hmm. She um, she got her stuff together. Yep. Okay, we can rock with that. Mm -hmm. But if if we didn't know what Obama was doing, yeah, it'd have been like, bro, like this ain't the move. Yeah, like I don't trust you. You don't have no woman. Mm -hmm. You have no track. No Facebook post. Nobody came out the. I used to date you in college. Like nobody. The whole time in school, you did nothing. Yeah. So something wrong with you. So do you think the question is going to become, does he like women? Because I think that's I where would. it's going. I would. And that is going to be a real real issue in the party that he's running yes. with in particular. Yes. Like if if you you made a great point, there is no woman we can connect you to. That's crazy. You and, 50. And he his, yeah, he in his 50s. That's, dude, at least one. Now you acting like a man to talk, talk about something. <laughs> yeah, I got a girlfriend. Bro, where? <laughs> where she at? <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I understand, like, keeping your personal life and your life separate. That's, I, 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 I like that. Mm-hmm. But your woman? Yeah. Like, and you in the pot. These people do a deep dive in your, in, your, in your life before you run for office. And he got nothing. And nothing. He's they, got- they ain't find nothing. No, yep. no, 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 no baby mama. No girl you paid off to get an abortion. No, bro, nothing. And even though, so he, you know, he mentioned that he has had sex. That's crazy. Because when he first got into the public eye, he said, he was like, no, I practice Puritan culture. I'm a virgin. I'm waiting till marriage. And then. It was another interview, I believe, with Politico, where he was just like, "Oh, you know, I fell off the wagon. I had sex, whatever." And now you, where's she at though? Now you're a threat though. Can you fell the wagon. Yeah. Right? So now you're out here doing bullshit. But we haven't even seen her pop up. Yeah, she wild too. So, so I'm trying to figure out, like, have you had sex? Like, like even if you didn't, or even if it, even if you did, bro, just that is dangerous. Yeah. As a man, bro, I don't trust you because you ran on this this merit of. I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm this. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, because of peer pressure, you like, oh yeah, I did have sex. That's that's high school level yeah. stuff. Like that's like, nah, guys, I, I am cool. Yeah, I did have sex. I did it. Like <laughs> I did the thing. You know, I fricked her. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, bro, we trying to we about to elect you to run run the country. Yeah. So now peer pressure is gonna. This is low level. What's going to happen when the the global folks are on your ass? Well, and and even the whole girlfriend thing, like all of a sudden, no, I do have a girlfriend. I'll introduce her to the public soon. Like even that felt, yeah, it felt like you're only doing this because you easily you, you know you know what people want to hear from you're you. You're dangerous. Yeah, you're, you're a man who's easily swayed. Yeah, and I don't like that. Yeah, I I I. I I never even thought about it that way, but that that's, I'm sure it's a male's perspective. I thought about it as like, this man is going to have a real issue in his party in particular, because the first thought is going to be, we can't connect you to any woman. And so you must not like women and we cannot have that. Right. We can't have that. Like, I mean, these are the same people who have spent billions of, I'm sorry, millions of dollars across the globe on like anti LGBTQ policy. (laughs) They certainly don't want to elect a president, a black man in particular. One. Like, let's let's go. They already taking a chance on your ass. <laughs> You're dark skinned black man at that. Bro, at least Obama was mixed. From South Carolina. From South Carolina. You super black. Like blackity black. You super black. We're gonna get him one of them shirts and send yeah, it to the office. Black. But no, nah, like 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 as a as a man who I'm I'm gonna trust somebody that I wanna lead. My people, yeah, bro. I don't trust you, yeah, because one one week you this, next week you this, and then you say, oh, but I actually did this. Now I'm like, okay, let's take a step back and look at all the shit he probably lied about. Yeah, yeah. And before I waste my time, just x him out, bro. Let's go and move on. Yeah, I it's it's gonna hurt him, but I I will. I'm I'm gonna say this, and it's just me being messy. I can't wait to see what this girlfriend is that he wrote. (laughs) I am excited because what if she is like a sexy red? That's going to be crazy. Oh, my God. What's crazy, though, though? He might get a bunch of votes from people who don't it, never voted. It could work. <laughs> it's that's that's the thing. Like, like, yo, yeah, she used to be a stripper, but you know, like, she you went. Know what? She paid her way through school. She they got her like, master's. Yeah, bro. Like, oh, like that. Listen, I could sell somebody who had to dance to get their master's. And now she a pediatrician. That'd be crazy. That. That's the American story right there. <laughs> she paid off her student loans by dancing. Yeah. Because Biden, you wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, they're going to impeach that my boy the first year. It's going to be over with. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. All right, y'all. We are um, getting through it. This is good. Um, let's talk about North Korea. We mentioned this earlier, but North Korea is out there talking to Russia about weapons. Okay. Got to um, find friends. Yeah, we all need friends. We all need friends. We all need friends. So, okay, y'all. So, North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un went to Russia after America was like, don't go to Russia. We don't want you. Uh, he he went anyway. And the reason that he went is because apparently Russia is running pretty low on ammunition. So, remember <clears throat> back when um, Wagner, uh, Va- I'm sorry, Wagner Group, excuse me, was... Um, was still in play when it comes to Russia fighting Ukraine. So the Wagner group had um, come out and was like, hey, you're not giving our people what they need. They need ammunition. They need the right tools to be able to help you in this war with Ukraine. And so it ended up being a bit of a spat between the Wagner leader, the one who went down in the plane uh, about a month ago now, and Putin. That turned into an almost coup in Russia, um, which was stopped. So since then, Russia has, I think, really began to look for some type of camaraderie, given that they have actually been pretty isolated on the international scale since they since they um, invaded Ukraine. So North Korea is kind of perfect in that America really doesn't have any type of diplomatic relationship with either country, a a great diplomatic relationship with either country. And so um, America found out that North Korea may be going over to Russia to talk about a potential arms deal. They told North Korea, don't do that. North Korea was like, fuck you. And Kim Jong-un got on an armored train, which smart. Oh, yeah. Smart oh, yeah. got on an armored private train to go to Russia. And since then, he has been sitting in summit with Vladimir Putin. What's crazy, though, is that Kim Jong-un actually mentioned that they are in full support. And I'm putting this in quotes because these were his words. Full support of Russia's sacred fight in Ukraine. The trade would probably be weapons, but also um certain minerals and elements that Russia could use for weapons. So things like iron in exchange, North Korea could get food. Yeah. 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 Um, Also, I didn't, I didn't know this, but also some technology for um, space exploration. It has been big on their agenda, but also they get an ally all of a sudden. This all came just two hours after North Korea launched two ballistic missiles into their eastern seas. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. When I heard about this last night, I was like, that's a plow, that's a power play. That's like a muscle flex right there. Because not only are you saying to America, like, first of all, you ain't gonna tell me where to go and where not to go. But also, I'm gonna come over here and then I'm gonna let you know that I'm actually about that life. And I'm just thinking, like, can you imagine the meeting, right, of Kim Jong-un's, like, top officials, his top deputies, and he's like, hey, launch two ballistic missiles. And they're like, nah, like, America said, don't even come over here. Now you want, yeah. I said what I said, <laughs> launch the missiles. Ty- uh, not uh, not Taiwan, um, Japan and South Korea 
both confirmed that these missiles were launched. Y'all, shit is getting real. Like, if y'all are not paying attention on an international scale to what's happening in foreign affairs with... It's it's almost like high school cliques forming. Yes. That's how I felt, too, because I'm not really, like... I don't really keep up with North Korea and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when I went and read it, I was like, yo, these are the two cousins who pee, 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 um, people don't really fool with. Yeah, yeah. And they becoming friends. Yeah. They getting real cool. Because the other cousin who's like super on the house, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't got no food. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no place to stay. Mm-hmm. Let me go holler at my other cousin yep. who on the out soon. Like, hey, bro, that's kind of make make. I got work. food. You got a place for me to stay. Why don't we get together? Let's go together. And yeah. And we both don't like the family anyway. So mm-hmm. let's, let's go ahead and make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then we're about to like join this whole new, this whole new group over here. Yep. So let's make this work. Yeah. And then, you know, Kim out here traveling on the train. You know how brave you got to be a travel on a train? But but I it would it not. I feel like it's safer than trying to get a jet in the air. Right. We saw what just happened to the Wagner buddy, boss. Yeah, buddy in mm-hmm. Russia. Yeah. But still, like to think about I'm a travel on a train to Russia from North Korea. Mm-hmm. You bold. Yeah. Like that ain't no they ain't no easy trip. That's and I mean the, when when you saw the type of train yeah. because he, all of us know if if he know you know we know yeah. we know that our country one thing we will do is blow some shit up yeah we'll send a strike in a minute in a minute and so the fact that a plane a plane wouldn't have done it they gonna they gonna blow that hole right out, out the air out the sky out the sky but an armored private train it's crazy. And they probably wouldn't have really known what car he was in. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the whole freight. You ain't going to know where I'm at on this all, train. All 100. <laughs> I, need, I need 100 cars in this hole. <laughs> but now, like, like Putin is already, like, you know, I think Putin pulled a lot of strings, too. But, you know, Buddy in North Korea, like, where everything he's always done, he's always done it like like the bastardized child mm-hmm. that nobody really, like, supported. Mm-hmm. But now he's coming and he's fooling with pe- people who are already trying to, like, Move on. I mean, if I'm on an oust, I'm with it too. I could use a cousin. I'm I'm going. I could use a cousin. I'm hungry. You ain't got no place to stay. All right. You know, y'all trying to do bricks still, but sign sign me up too as somebody who's in the mix. Yep. You know, I ain't tripping, but not. I I, and and bricks is growing. Did they invite? Was it seven new nations to join bricks? Everybody. My fear with that, and I know we probably talk about this later, is that. If they convince Africa to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so South Africa is already a, and a member, a but they invited, ones, but did they invite two more African nations, I believe? Yeah. So, I mean, and, and look at what's happening with G20, right? If they Light if, attendance. Bro, if they get, because, you know, um, they said uh, Putin, like, gave, like, billions of dollars in debt yeah. to the African nation, then gave them more money. Yeah. If that happens, like it's, you know, but that's a whole nother situation. But. Well, and and Putin does have a hand in what's going on in Africa right now with the coups in particular, because you have to remember that even with Niger, <clears throat> they had already requested the milit the military, um, the military new rulers had already requested Wagner forces to help them overthrow the current government, which a lot of people on the ground there, a lot of people from Niger actually called a puppet government to the United States. So the fact that like Russia and the Wagner group are even there already playing in that yard. And then we just have, we saw what happened with Gabon. Uh, It's, it's real over there right now. 
we said on the show last week or two weeks ago, I, I love to see nations that have been under the thumb of colonialism for a very long Phrasing time standing them. up. Yeah. I love to see the French losing their influence in Africa. And I know that that people will be like, oh, that's anti-American. No, that is pro <laughs> people having the right to to live and eat off of their land right. without colonizers coming in and attempting to rape the land. You know, it's wild about about um, um Gabon. Mm. That was that was the first country that I was supposed to go to if I went to uh, uh, Ghana. Is that right? Yeah. Why didn't you go? They took too long to respond to my emails. And okay. Ghana hit us up quick. Plus, Gabon speaks French. Yes. So the translation was like different. Gotcha. So, but Ghana hit hit me back, and it was just faster. That's but, dope. But Gabon was like one of the ones that I was supposed to go to first. That's awesome. Um, and then then when they did the when France didn't want to let the soccer team mm-hmm. come come in, I saw everything change. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this is a wrap. To, yeah. We'll get them out of here. It's about yeah. To happen. I, I mean, I, I really love to see it. And I, I I do think that the people of the continent are speaking up for themselves yeah. um, and literally saying with a lot, what a lot of us in the diaspora have known for a long time. They're like, Die, bro. they don't need anyone to feel sorry for them. They need you to leave them the fuck alone so that they can, Let us do can us. thrive. Yeah. Let us do us, bro. Yeah. Like, leave, just leave them alone yeah. and, and let them use their natural resources and natural talent to the best of their ability. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm definitely watching very closely what's going on, um, with, with North Korea. I will say one more thing on this y'all is, um, the head of, what was the Navy, Air Force, one or two, um, put out a statement two days ago saying that he fears that China is readying for war with the United States as they're expanding their military, but also looking very closely at their allies. And he believes that it is the reason that America is beginning to forge some of these new relationships, but also fortifying some of our older allyship. So um, I would encourage y'all to watch spending bills in particular, um, who we are making arms deals with. Uh, we just approved 500 million in arms sales to Taiwan. Taiwan yep. Um, we know that we continue to send billions of dollars of equipment and aid over to Ukraine. We are now doing military drills with several countries, including South Korea. So just begin to pay attention to who we're cozying up to. But did you know that they, I'm pretty sure you do, they released like $6 billion to Iran? Yes. But they told them like, oh, you can only spend it on this way? Yep. Yep. But yep. you ain't going to tell them how to spend their money. That's, like, that's just crazy. Yep. So I talked about that this morning. So what, what Reggie is talking about, y'all, is so we have been holding... Um, <laughs> It's like, it's like your, your mom would be like, let me let me hold your birthday money. Like, you know, you take it out the car. I'm going to hold it for you. So we have been holding Iran's money um, and some of their oil, actually. We've yeah. been keeping some of their oil. <laughs> and so there are five Americans that they are attempting to um, have released from detention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the swap now is $6 billion of Iran's own money. That's crazy. For five Americans. Which I think is absolutely 
arrogant with, as hell. With rules. With, with, <laughs> but you, it's like telling somebody, giving them the EBT card and be like, but you can't buy meat. You can't buy crab legs. Yes, yes, Because America did try that, by the yeah, way, y'all. Yeah, they did try They that. really did say that but y'all couldn't buy But like seafood. people do in the hood with the card, you're going to find ways around That's right. that. Hey, I'll trade you a billion dollars in these food stamps for $2 billion in cash. I buy this week. You give me some missiles. <laughs> Shit. All right. Sign me up. Sign, look, don't you don't tell me how to use my money. Right. Well, that's don't crazy. sign me up because I ain't with that. But yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah that's crazy. That's that would be fraud. That would be extreme. <laughs> but nah, man, like when I saw that, I said six billion? Like six bro, billion. America's some bullies, bro. And like, then have the crazy. nerve to tell other people how they should behave. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's nuts. But I, respect it. The, you gotta it's, respect it. I saw I saw a TikTok today that made me laugh. Um, this girl was like, like she it was a skit. She was like, um, she was like, I fucking hate this country sometimes. It's terrible. And then she cut to a shot of um of uh Coco Golf. And she was like, red, white, boo, bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, that's us. Like, that's our relationship yep. with our country, where it's just like, yo, we are trash, but then like Somebody comes after us and we like, hey, yeah. who who am I shooting first? Right. <laughs> like, that, that, that's like Noah Lyle. He that, was like, I don't like America sometimes, but you know, world champs. Like, we the world champs. Hey. Yeah, like, yeah, that's Red, crazy. white, blue, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. So, so, yeah, like, she really captured, I think, what a lot of us feel about our country. Like, yo, this place is garbage place. until somebody wins, like, the yeah. U.S. Open and then we or all Or something wild happens, you be like, yeah, I'm glad I ain't over there. Yeah. That yeah right. Cra- that shit's crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. All right. And um, our last story, y'all, football is back. Deion Sanders did his thing with Colorado. But we're not going to even talk about that. I really want to talk about NIL and what this means for the new generation of athletes coming into college or already there who are now able to take advantage of what has been a long fight in policy and legislation to get these kids to be able to benefit from their bodies, their likeness, yeah. their names. Um, Cause I mean, you were part of the generation yeah. that couldn't that benefit. Couldn't. We had no chance in hell. Yeah. Yeah. So like, talk, talk to us. This, this is your segment. I'm, I'm giving you this story yeah, and man. I'm a so, you know, co-host. I, I, I could talk about Putin all them books, but <laughs> I can talk about my lane. <laughs> but nah, so with the NIL, man, um, if you think about the concept of it, it shouldn't even have been a, a battle. Can you tell my people what NIL is? So NIL just means name, image, and likeness, right? So that's three things of a person. Mm-hmm. So your name, which is my name, your image, what you look like to mm-hmm. people, but then your likeness. Are they using things that's like video games or AI or something yeah, like that? Yeah, or okay. or just like things that you do. Okay. Right. So like uh you mentioned Dion. Dion had that dance. Mm-hmm. If I do the dance or the gritty, let's keep it like relevant, like 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 the gritty. Mm-hmm. The gritty is tied to Justin Jefferson. Okay. If somebody does that, they're going to say, oh, that's the Justin Jefferson dance. Mm-hmm. That's like likeness. And when we play college ball, like we begin to gain like notoriety and, pe- and people wanted to do the things that that we were doing, mm-hmm. wear, our, wear our numbers or wear the hair way that we did it or do the things that, that, we, that, that we did. But we couldn't profit off of that. Okay. And... I still don't even understand why though. Like, it's still like a thing to me, like, yo, why couldn't I have made money off of an autograph 
of me. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, weird. you think about it, it's weird. I sign a receipt every day mm-hmm. when, I, when I buy stuff. Yeah. Like, why is it illegal for me to, as a college athlete to go and sign an autograph and make, make, mm-hmm. make money off of it? So the NIL for me is a breath of fresh air, but it's also a moment to take a step back and say, where are the potential risks now? Because mm. we still lack in the financial literacy. We are we still lacking the mm. the real ecosystem okay. of of like who we are as athletes because most athletes go to college and if you and if you and if you and if you ask them they're not trying to go to school for themselves mm. they're um, they're there to take care of their my mama my, my mama yeah. my cousins yeah. my neighborhood everybody else so it's like they get shown a deal for their name image and likeness so you had you had a kid sign a twenty five year loan mm. at 15% of his pre-tax NFL money for 400k somebody around you should be able to say yo bro t- 25 years bro the average player plays 3 years that's right so why are you doing t- 25 years of that right that's seven times your lifespan mm. right but when you're the savior of the neighborhood shit we got to get it we gotta get this money now. Well, you can, yeah. So I think, although the law was passed, I think they um they did this to prove a point that they didn't need this. That the kids didn't need this. Nah. Okay. And I think we did, but you you let it open with no guardrails. So so then okay. So I, let me let me back it up real quick and just just talk about the the fight in particular yeah. um, that went on for years and years and years. Um, until this, this went up to the Supreme court, y'all. It needed to. Yeah. It hundred percent. This went up to the Supreme court. And I mean, you have these colleges and universities making some of them billions on the backs of these students at student athletes, coaches pulling in millions. Oh, yeah. And I remember, um, <clears throat> one of my good friends who, uh, played, um, at UCLA first and then transferred. I remember him telling me like, you know, how he didn't have money sometime to eat. How, you know, his underwear was holy and he would have to call his mama. And I mean, this is a full time student athlete who is known all across Los Angeles. But at the end of the day, can't even get food or new underwear. Below the poverty line. Right. Easy. And so this went up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said that these institutions were not allowed to stop these student athletes from making money off of their NIL, their name, image, or likeness. So this went into play. I think it's fantastic. And at first, I'm going to be honest, I was one of the people that was like, oh, you getting a degree for free until I actually talked to friends who were in these programs. (laughs) And when they talked about like, like, wait a minute, you put your body on the line every day for these people, twice a day, sometimes three day, three times a day for practices, and you can't eat? Yeah. Like, what what yeah. are we talking about? I 100% got behind it. My question for you, though, is how do we help these, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say most, probably mostly young men, but there may be some young women who yeah. benefit if they have the right type of brand and, you know, personality for it. Like, how do we help them as, as older cousins, right, who... You, you've been there. You knew what it was like not to be able to make money off of your name, image, and likeness. Like, how do you help them make the right decision, financial decisions right. when that big money starts coming in? I think we have to look at it and not consider them as superstars. Okay. Right? They're kids. They're, 
they're people, mm-hmm. right? So athletes are people. And if you go get a job, you're never going to let somebody work you more than what they're willing to pay you. Mm. So if you're talking to an athlete, look at them as if there's a, they're an employee. And that's what the argument was. So the NCAA really got out of that deal because they pretty much said, oh, you can make money off your NIL. But the school still never deemed the athletes as employees. Mm. So they really like didn't. We so didn't, they don't have to pay them. Right. You got to go find your own deal. Get your own stuff. Got it. So as a as a cousin or a older individual or somebody who got some sense, you can't look at the athlete as, hey, you're on TV. Because we know followers and fame don't equal money. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to have some sort of a business sense, some savviness right. in the team. So if you want to help an athlete, look at them as an employee first. What is this kid worth? And if you don't know what this kid is worth, then look at the market, mm-hmm. right? Like this kid's bringing in an X amount, right? Like like if a kid jersey in the bookstore is selling, because y'all go to the bookstore, if a bookstore jersey is selling for $100 at 20%, at 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at least give them $20 okay. per jersey, jer- how many jerseys are being sold. But does that mean that now this student needs a business manager or agent? They need like, everything. They okay. need a whole ecosystem. A lawyer. Because you got to think about the, the student athlete is technically a corporation. Every corporation have departments. Mm-hmm. You got operations, you got the marketing, you got branding, you got legal. Yeah. You, you, like they You're need, the Beyonce of your campus. They need everything. Yeah. Like, cause they're, they're not just somebody who needs a financial advisor. They need a financial advisor, a damn psychologist, a a lawyer, Mm -hmm. like a nutritionist, a dietitian, Mm -hmm. like, because in order for that athlete to make money, he has to be well run. Yeah. He needs a team. Look at LeBron James, whole team. Like it's more than just somebody that's managing his money. Right. And I think that's where everybody missed missed the mark too is that just because they can make money off the NIL don't mean they need to start making money off the NIL right now. Okay. They got to build a team around them to say, hey, let's get you set up. Like, what's your actual brand? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Got it. Because what's happening now is that people aren't even giving these kids NIL deals. They're just giving them money. Mm -hmm. So they say, hey, come to my school. I'll give you 400K. For what? The school is saying that? Not not the school. Oh. Not the school up front, but somebody who represents the school. So you you graduated from your alma mater. You like this kid. You got some you got some change. You might say, yo, coach, I'll give this kid a million dollars if he commits. Well, in my recruiting pitch, I'm gonna say, hey, I want you to go talk to this young lady over here. You know, we want you, we we really want you here. Mm-hmm. Go talk to the lady over here. Well, you give him a million dollars to do what though? Hmm. Just come to the school. Mm-hmm. So now this is what everybody's fighting about is that you're not using the NIL for what it's for. You're just paying kids to come to your school. Mm-hmm. So now you're giving the kid a million dollars just to sign to your school. Okay. You still haven't taught him how to use his name and likeness though. Do you think, do you think it would be beneficial for schools to actually teach that? That's the law. They have to teach them? They have their first year in the junior year, this 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 was the initial law passed. Their freshman year, they had to take a class on financial literacy and branding. Okay. Okay. So got it. <laughs> I thought it was like an NIL class. I was like, well, damn, that, but I well, get, you, I get what class, you're saying. Right? Yeah. So so they are required to teach them 
how to actually use their NIL. Okay. Ain't nobody doing that class, man. So then where does that leave these schools? If they're not if they're if they're not actually doing what the law says, then what? But then the NCAA came back with, hey, whatever the state says. So now the Got NCAA it. is 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 doing what America does. Yo, this 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 our law, but then the state, the local right. and the school. Because so we now, don't want government to get yeah. too big. So yeah. now not every school has their own rules. Okay. So now every school has their own rules, every every conference has their own rules, and every state has their own rule. So Texas passed a law recently saying that the NCA can't even come and touch any of their schools in Texas if one of them kids break the NIL law. So, okay, so say that to me again. So the NCA okay. can't sanction a university for breaking name, image, and likeness laws because the state says you can't touch any of our schools in our state. Texas said that. Texas, uh, somebody else, I think like a couple more states, like uh, like Colorado and stuff, like they're all passing these laws saying the NCA can't touch our schools. Mm. So now but then the, I can I, do what I want with I, these kids. I do whatever I want to do and give them any kind of money that I want. But then the IRS came through and said these collectives, which is a, also oh, a, a collective is a group of people like you and a bunch of alumni create this nonprofit mm-hmm. and say, we're going to fund NIL for kids. Well, the IRS says your 501c3 is no longer a nonprofit because you're not benefiting the masses. You're sending money to one kid. Got it. So Texas A&M just lost their nonprofit co- co- collective because they were just funneling money to individual kids. So so let me then let me let me ask you this. These collectives, right? What's in it for them? Do they? I'm, and I'm just trying to figure out because ain't nobody <laughs> doing nothing for free around here. Ain't nobody doing nothing. We for free. we know this. So are they coming up? Say Reggie is the next hottest thing, right? At a, a university down here in Texas. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna come and throw him 400k. Yep. For the year, but I know his nil could be worth millions for the year. Do I have him sign that over and be like, I'll give you just 400k? If you, you know, sign over your rights, like how, yeah. how did they benefit? So it's depending on what the contract verbiage says. Okay. So you got some. So the NCAA rule says that your NIL deal can't go past your eligibility. So okay. it's only four years, right? Okay. Well, the kid in Florida, that already passed because they signed him to a double deal in one contract. What does that mean? So they said for the lifetime, well, for the time that you're in, you're in school and then when that ends... We're kicking another one for when you're in the pros. What? It was in one contract. So, so he you get signed, four years of their eligibility boom, plus. Then 25 years of their pro. 25 years? At 15%. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are telling me that they are handing these kids contracts that says, I'm, I'm going to take four years of your eligibility plus. And you said that the average is three years. So just in case yeah. you have a long career in the NFL, I'm going to benefit off, eat off you. 15% for 20... of Jesus. their pre-taxed income. Pre-taxed. They went, that, y'all, they went for the gross. Right. So that is, it's kind of like a situation where the collectives are just, I just love my school. So I'm going to support these players and in return my school is going to give me a name on a building or season season tickets or uh, like they're going to get something at the school in return for that or if the collective is 
running a company. Well, I'll make sure that he comes and does a commercial for my company. Mm. So that's the nonprofit's uh, obligation. Like, hey, you got to come do two events a month. Well, if 10 of us are in it and we got businesses or whatever, well, one one event to be mine, right. one event to be yours, yeah. and, and then we'll we'll have this kid doing these doing these events. But as a as an agent or as somebody who who develops athletes, I would say your collective agreement needs to be predicated on how much your value is. And if I'm doing this collective, I got to do an, an event for you. Mm-hmm. But your average ticket price is worth more than the money that all of y'all gave yep. me. Yep. Shit, we gotta go go back and renegotiate I need a door deal. this. Yeah, we, we got, me a door deal. We need to go over and re- like like re- renegotiate this. That's right. Because if one commercial influences people to come and buy your stuff, your ticket price is more than what you pay me. Mm-hmm. You just hustled me. Yep. Because now I'm obligated to all t- ten of y'all, and I just made y'all twenty million. And I maybe maybe have gotten a mil. Maybe. That's crazy. But that's the hustle because there's no CBA. What's CBA? Uh, or like a union okay. for college athletes. The NFL has the NFL PA. Mm-hmm. NBA has the NBA PA. Every pro athlete, well, every pro organization has a PA. Right. The colleges don't. Yeah. So there's nobody saying which what you can and can't do in these deals. Do you see that coming at some point? Yes. It's, okay. it's, it's called the PASS Act. Okay. So they're trying to pass, pass, pass that now. So they say you want to cert- certify every athlete, anybody, what certify every agent and whoever's working with athletes has to be certified through the NCAA. Okay. I think it's good, but it also shuts people out too. It shuts people out who didn't go to school for two years, well, for four years. Who didn't get a master's mm-hmm. and didn't do the deal. So yeah. it kind of puts them in the same same position with the pros. But when you have contracts where it's like 15% for 25 years or 50% of each deal, our kids sign over a power of attorney mm-hmm. to not not agents. They're signing this over to like uncles mm-hmm. who are negotiating deals on their behalf, mm. getting a hundred grand and giving them 20. I'm in college, I'm in college, cuz 20K for me. That's a big deal. Shit, yeah. sign me up. So, so do you think now that there could be a new wave of folks who represent these players at what was once considered an amateur level of a the bunch. sport? Yeah, a bunch. Like I and I, I mean, I know people who are interested in like representation at the pro levels, but like, is that is that it's, a, it's easier to do an nil to become an nil agent. It's a lot easier. Okay. Because an NIL agent is no different than a marketing agent. Got it. So all I got to do is sign you to a a deal and whatever marketing deal I get you, let's negotiate this price. Yeah. Right. But with the NFL, the NFL says you only get 3% of the contract. So that's that's the cap. Mm-hmm. But in the college space, you can get 20 30. As an agent. Yeah. Well, and we and, and that's the point, right? I don't want people to be interested in this to get over on these kids, but I do think that it is important, you know, for people who are interested in like representing, right? Yeah. To start looking in this space because obviously these kids need yes. that team. They need good people on their teams to help them from from being from, taken advantage from of. From doing weird stuff. Yeah. Like getting four hundred K 
for a 15 year pay, well, a 25 year payback. Right. At 15%. Right. It's crazy. That's, that's nuts. That's because you don't know what your earnings are going to be. And so to eat like what? But the kid even signed, he checked the box, but he acknowledged that if he made a hundred million, he got to pay back 15 million. He checked the box. Pre-tax. <laughs> so be, um, becoming an NIL agent is a lot easier. Um, we have a certification at our program where we certify people to work with athletes holistically. Mm -hmm. But even if you do become an agent, you still want to have a relationship with lawyers. Okay. Right. And yeah. financial advisors and accountants and stuff like that because the team. Yeah. You yeah. want to, you want to build your team out mm -hmm. because this kid needs it. This kid needs a team of people where mama can't be the agent. Mm -hmm. Mama can't be the manager. Yeah. Cause there's this thing going around now. Momager. Your mama can't be your manager. Un unless she went to law school, y'all. Uh, unless she's managed something. And and yeah. Because if but, you're going to school to get your mama out the the goddamn situation, then obviously she's not the right person. Cause yeah. you wouldn't sign to an agent who ain't got no money. Yeah. That, you wouldn't you wouldn't sign to an agent who's struggling. That's and and I'm gonna be honest, like if my mama wanted to be my agent, I'm hundred percent signing her up. But I've watched Deborah move some shit too. Like that's the thing. But everyone doesn't have that. Right. And so I I do think what these kids see is like this is the one person I know I've always been able to depend I can on. Trust. Yeah. I can trust her. And so I I think they go with their first mind. But but that's why I also think it's important for like people to have a sense of like yeah I want to make money, but I also want to make sure like that our kids aren't being literally scraped for what they have yeah. before they even get it. And then this is what they're trying to pass. And the, they went to the Senate too and trying to pass this joint where there's a salary cap mm, for athletes, college athletes. Yeah. Okay. It, it won't, it, it, it won't work. Yeah. Because there's no way in college you say that I can get part of the free market, but then tell me I can only make this much, hey. but then tell me I'm not an employee. That's the American way. I'll give you your $6 billion. Yeah. But but the only way the NFL works is because those guys are employees. Yeah. If the NCA doesn't want to admit that we are employees, then you can't tell me yeah. how much I can and can't make. That's true. Because the moment you say what I can and can't make, then I become an employee. That's right. Then now you got to pay you me. You got to pay me. According and, to that. And my degree is part of my benefit package. Yeah. And they didn't want to play that 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 game is not worth it to yeah. them. I'll let y'all go out into the free market and do y'all thing. Mm-hmm. You get in trouble, it's on you. You get shiced it, it's on you. That's another good point. <laughs> it keeps the school from having any type of liability if there is any trouble yeah. with these NILs. So you, brother. Yeah, that's a good point too. But then the school says an agent has to register with the school to work with their athletes. Okay, cool. But then nobody's really guard rail, rail, rail in that. So you can go slide to in the end in, in the kid's DM. Mm. As long as they sign it. You good. You um you so it's like the the college space is such a fertile ground for people to come and take advantage of these athletes. Yeah. But it's a place where I think we can literally cre create like gener generational wealth mm -hmm. at that level. Yeah. Because these kids can see six figures. If they play it right, mm -hmm. but they're all looking for the Nike deals. The right the, now. Man, yeah. That shit ain't going to make sense. Yeah. But these legislative people are trying to pass laws where they saying, yo, before these kids catch on to what we actually doing, let's put some rules in place mm -hmm. where they cannot 
make that much money. Yeah. Because it's like, there was a, a article just passed recently. Uh, Caleb Williams, he's a QB at USC. Uh, he won a Heisman last mm-hmm. year. He said, yo, if the number one pick in the NFL is not what I like, I'm going back t- to school. I love it. So now it's like, yo, the NFL might slide in and say, yo, all right. I love it. <laughs> let's let's bump this down yeah. a, little, a little bit because it's like now these kids are like, yeah, I don't want to go play for the Cardinals. When and and that's real. Like if I can get my bread and stay in school another year until I get a team that actually that, that I actually want to play for, yeah. yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, it's like the NBA. We saw something similar, right? With a lot of these development le- leagues popping up or kids going overseas. It's yeah. like, wait, I don't have to go through what used to be the gatekeeper for the NBA. I can go play, make some money, bread, right? Build me, make, make sure brand. my mama good and then i can come over here into the draft and do what i do and so yeah i i i 100 get that and i hadn't heard that um caleb had said that but i love i love that yeah it shows that when you have options you are in a powerful position now so his nil stuff is different you see him on commercials everywhere yeah this dude on commercials on roku on hulu but he's also got an nil deal with a real estate firm that's teaching him about real estate Mm mm-hmm like, I love it. So for him, he's doing real NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Dion's son shut a door, got Gatorade, mm-hmm. got Beast by Dre, got like he's doing real. Oh, we're gonna use you in this, you know, commercial Brady. He got, he got real deals. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the kids who are just getting money. Yeah, yeah. Money is great, cool. Yes, we deserve our get back, and this is, you know, whatever. But you give a kid a half a million dollars for one Instagram post. Realistically, who's on this kid's followers that's buying your product? Mm-hmm. If you're giving this kid five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, yeah. So these people are already paying for association. Oh god! And we're still getting pimped. Like it's like, damn, like yo, you giving me a half a mil to make one post on Instagram? I know I'm worth a lot more now. That's right. But I'm still getting hustled though. But but I think you know we talk about that with gentrification, right? This is why people are able to come into neighborhoods and buy up people's houses for little of nothing because if you've never seen that type of money, it's your eyes get big. Oh, it's just like wait, you gonna tell me you'll give me a hundred k, four hundred k? I ain't never seen a hundred k or four hundred k. And so yeah, I'm gonna take it. Like, and I'm not I'm not thinking about the long term of like, hey, if I start small, build a team around me, right? Like Man, get, get them local businesses under my belt first. A bunch of them. Yeah. Like they need marketing too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if we're talking about small small businesses, like that's where you go. But you remember remember when like everybody passed this law when when Obama was like uh, these payday loans and stuff like that, and yeah. he would answer them hard. Yep. Where they shifted the the, the hustle. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the kids now. I remember. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go to the kids. Yep. If I could give a kid a a deal, this this this. The NIL has become the new Sally Mae. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to give you this little money, mm-hmm. 400000 mm-hmm. and you pay me back in 25 years. But you're going to pay me 15% of whatever you make. I'm smoking you. Yep. Yep. Because now what Sally Mae didn't have was a futures to collateralize. Mm. So they was like, oh, your degree? They ain't give a shit if you majored in basket weaving. They just gave you money to, That's th- right. th- to go to school. Now these folks are looking like, yo, this dude might go first round. We like the way he's looking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and yep. give him 15% mm-hmm. for 25 years. You just mortgaged your, your NIL. Your entire 
career. That's worse than in perpetuity. That's crazy. 15% of your gross. Okay, well, what if I only get one contract? And Buddy, who did that, he only got like a, I think it was like three years, 6.7 million, mm -hmm. right? So they said like over that time of the deal, he was going to pay 1.2 million, right? But let's say he balls out and he develops into like this super athlete and he gets another contract where he gets more money. Mm -hmm. like now he goes from six to 17. Yeah. Now you're paying 15% on 17 million. And let's say you happen to get a good agent who gets you a third contract. So in seven years, you've paid these folks 15% on every deal you just got. For 400K. On, for 400K when you was in college. On top of the 3% you paying your agent. Mm, mm, mm. Plus whatever the, the rest of the team take. Because we plus know your, we got to play. Yeah. Plus, plus your jock tax. Because in right. every state you play in, you, you get, um, you get you're getting taxed. So we talk about like building a team around an athlete. Like, yo, this ain't just. They paying out money. They writing checks. They're. Which is why a lot of them have a business manager to handle yes. the business of them. Yeah. 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 So. So, OK, let's 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 switch to RPA and where RPA comes in to help kids navigate yeah. this like this because that's a lot that's for a 17, lot. <laughs> 18, 19 year old kid yeah. who really is just trying to play ball. That's it. So our goal, man, has always been to help them navigate this process mm -hmm. it's never been about winning championships we only care about winning games and all that stuff like that because at the end of the day our way of winning games is to see a see a kid provide for himself and his family however that looks mm -hmm. i'm not against them trying to go pro or whatever like i want them to go pro yeah so we put together a program for the last like six years where we were focusing on those who were underdeveloped undervalued mm-hmm and under e and under equipped. Okay. So when you see a kid in inner city, rural area, small town, whatever, they can play. You're never going to knock an athlete. Mm -hmm. He can play. Mm -hmm. But they're missing some things that they need to succeed at the next level where they they trying to go. Okay. When I got to college, um, I went to Prairie View first, and I didn't know anything about FAFSA, no student mm. loan. I'm thinking. Like it's like high school. Every grade you go, your stuff just follows you. Mm -hmm. So I go to school. I'm just like, okay, cool. They gave me a bill, and I'm like, what? The, what this for? They're like, oh, you owe this. Oh, I ain't got that. I went home, joined mm -hmm. the army. That's how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, okay. I'm like, shit. Like, all right, army. Okay, <laughs> that's just what it what it was. Yeah, and even me joining the army. I didn't even read the rules of my contract then. Mm. The people just said, we're going to give you X amount to join and we'll pay for school. But I'm in. Yeah. Right. So when I did that, I got my leadership skills from the military. So I'm like, man, everybody should join the military. Just mm -hmm. just do basic and just learn the leadership stuff. So we, we, we created RPA to mimic my process of joining the army. Okay. Like getting the leadership skills, learning who you who you are, and, fi and find out your plan, and you know, then going into your career, and then going to where you're gonna be at stationed, mm -hmm. and that's just kind of like like what we built, but we took it from the athlete approach. Okay. Um, every athlete we've dealt with, whether they're a superstar athlete or a no name athlete, they go through the same thing. So, what does your curriculum look like for them? The depends on who the kid is. Okay. So, if we get a a, a kid who just graduated high school. 
senior, uh, has no offers, probably didn't play much, um, got a 2.3 GPA, right? That's not going to get him to college at all. So what we do is we're going to get them some college credits where we can make them become a transfer. Mm, so you build up the GPA. Yeah. Okay. Because in college to be a transfer, you got to have at some schools like 20 hours. Okay. And they never look at your high school tra- trans- transcript ever again. Mm-hmm. So a lot of athletes, they have trouble getting to school because their high school transcript is trash. So we want to just get rid of your transcript. Okay, cool. Let's get you a college one. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to look at you as a college transfer and not a high school athlete. Got it. And during this time, so, I mean, they got to stay in shape. They got to, yeah. they, so there's also an athletic yes, development. Yes, workouts, um, it's practice, it's training. So we also play against the colleges in Texas, in New Mexico, oh, Arkansas. Okay. So we actually compete against the the, the small schools in mm-hmm. Texas. And we, and we do that so that our guys can be seen in person mm-hmm. by the other scouts. Got it. So we kind of mix the two. That's smart. Yeah. Right. So we did that and we've had tremendous success with that. But the overall piece is we're not a college in the sense of the traditional system. Mm-hmm. We outsource that. Yep. The education piece, go to a school that's accredited and we'll give you the classes. We already broken a deal with them where your class is going to be structured where you don't become a full-time student because that's the eligibility stuff of it. But uh, Okay. Yeah. So, so if they were full-time, that would be a year of their eligibility. It, it burns Got it. it. Okay. So we structure it where they get the same amount of hours in the year without ever going to school full-time though. Got it. And do you have like specific relationships with certain schools? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In so, Dallas, do you have any? Uh, No. Okay. We actually do everything online. Okay. And we do it online because we took the model from the tennis player, the, the gymnastics, mm-hmm. the, what they do online. Well, a lot of them have to and, yeah, go to they school. they focus heavily on their sports. Yeah. So we do that. So in case we travel or if, or if an athlete has to tr- or travel to go visit a college, they never miss school. Got it. Okay. And if we get a kid who may have failed out of school, of college in the middle of the year, we can get them into classes when they show up. Okay. Because all, all, all of our classes are on demand. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, I took everything that I wished I had in school That's dope. and put it into what what we're doing. And granted, it's, it's different. It's not traditional. But it's very creative in that, like, it's what these kids need to get where they're going. The funniest thing, and I, and I wish I had this tweet, I think I might have like got rid of it, but I tweeted in 2016, I said, Online school will be the thing for athletes. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughed at me. And then COVID happened. And our online school was the thing for everybody. And I laughed because for us, nothing that we did during COVID changed. Yeah. We did the same, we did the exact same thing. Yeah. We never we never changed at at all, right? Um, but for us, um, what RPA stands for is solely about recruiting, preparing. And, and achieving mm-hmm. that's, that's it mm-hmm. because we want to recruit you and it's not just like yo I like your film come here it's what do you need where you're from who's your family yeah. who who decides you're going to come to RPA because in re- recruiting you, you have to know who the the, the, the the decision maker okay so who's the person is it grandma mm-hmm. is it uncle Mama or, is yeah. it, you know yeah. who's the one who's influencing you to make decisions we got to know who that is right what do you want to do when you grow past this sports thing? 
because whether sports ends in 20 years or one year, there's a transition that's, that's, that's going to happen. So you're talking to them about, hey, you may be taking classes online, but let's start talking about if, yeah. if pro is not is yeah, not let's an option. Talk some real stuff. What, what, like you, you like finance, you like construction, like what's up? Do you want to be a chef? Yeah. We've had kids who want to become a chef. Mm-hmm. That's not a four year degree. And that's cool. That's culinary school. That means we school. don't even have to fool with. So let's get you to culinary school. That's it. Yeah. You, you play for us. You still can live through your college playing experience, mm-hmm. but you're in your career though. That's brilliant. On so many levels, Reggie. That is like, brilliant. Why do you have to go to... Now, if you get your culinary license and you just want to go to school, just yeah. to kind of, Okay, cool. But don't go to school for four years right. and major in sociology. Right. I don't know no sociologist. I don't know, I don't know no person who is sociologist. Well, I can I can make you a sociologist. I got a bunch of books that I can send it, send you that will that's what they <laughs> teach take. you that principle. And that's yeah. why we're well, and it's because it's one of the lighter and it's the easiest yeah. stay eligible. Yeah. So I don't care about you being eligible. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to be efficient. Yeah. So I talk about stuff that's not cool. I like, love that though. What do you want to do when it's all said and mm-hmm. done? Okay, you want you want want to be a coach? Okay, cool. You can go become a coach by by majoring in teaching. Mm-hmm. Cool. But while you're on this team, ask your coach, can you learn mm-hmm. under him? That's it. So it's that when real you, life. So yeah. when you graduate, you can literally say, I got four years of experience at a Division three, two, NAIA, or D1. Yeah. Wherever you go, if your outcome is to become a coach, well, go become an intern while you're in school. Mm-hmm. Stop taking bullshit internships. Just, just the unpaid, take it. <laughs> right? And getting you, well, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's kind of where we focused a lot of our deals at. Um, like my partner is my very first recruit at RPA. Mm, okay, he, he does all my websites, all my videos. That's dope. He does his own stuff. Like he got his own company now. Yeah. And he's 25. I love it. So for me, I'm like, bro, he came to me like, and he was like, coach, look, I'm done with this football stuff. And Bet. you prepared him. You had first, him prepared. The first thing I said was like, so what do you want to do? Because before you jump out of this one, have a plan for, mm-hmm. for the next one. Because if not, just stay in this child's game until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. At least you're doing something that you're comfortable with and you know. But I don't want you to like leave football yeah. or basketball and go into the real world without no plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it swallowed you up like big time. I was one of them. The NFL didn't call me. The next day, I'm looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to look for a job. I, um, I had no resume. I'm like, bro, I play football. Mm-hmm. That's what you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it took me about a year and a half, two years to realize like, okay, I was, I was a team captain. I, I won these awards. Okay, how can I turn those things into a resume? Hmm. So now I'm like, okay, team captain. Okay, I was a manager of a small group. I, I met with upper management every every week. Okay, yeah. this one, like, but you don't you don't learn that until you learn what actually goes on a resume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, and so that's so, kind of where I was, man. And that's I, what we I love it because it because it it circles back to the conversation we had about you know these kids just not knowing they you know what they've what they've known for what you say 17 years is football and so all of a sudden you're asking them to go figure out how to make money off their name image likeness or how to manage that money how to read through a deal like no i've played football so i i mean i i really love it and y'all this is why i said like when i learned about what reggie was doing like i i thought it was 
absolutely amazing. And as I'm learning more about it right now, like you are, you are brilliant in your own right because Appreciate that. it really creates space for the athlete who turns pro and has learned everything that they need to know right from that space or the athlete who may not get the chance to go pro right. but has all of a sudden created a pathway a career pathway for themselves um while still being able to do what they love so that's that's super dope um i i do want to ask like what's what's next for rpa so you know we've been dabbling in the international space okay so we went to ghana twice mm-hmm. um we're we're working on amsterdam and europe um and we're doing that because athletes don't get the exchange opportunity that everybody everybody else get got it yeah so everybody gets to go do a student exchange joint, right athletes don't so the NCA has a rule but they can take one year to do whatever they want to do so okay. we want to build that and say hey look Let's let's get you overseas. That's dope. Yeah. Let's build your brand overseas. Yeah. Now that when you come back, we can maximize your NIL too, because now you have a overseas plug too. I love it. So now it's like, how do we take regular people stuff and allow athletes to experience it without being in this capsule mm-hmm. that you don't get the experience? A lot of the stuff, like all my athletes are required to get a passport. Okay. So as soon as they come, they're like, got pa- pa- passport? No, get one. Mm-hmm. Not just because you want to travel to Cancun, but shit. Like, what if somebody called you and because I was one of them dudes. Yeah. I, I had a contract from Germany that I didn't sign because I was cocky as hell. Mm. And I said, I'm going to the NFL. Mm. And I ain't signed it. But in the deal, it said, if the NFL signed me, I can, I can get out of my deal. But I but didn't read it. read it. Nope. Yep. Didn't read it. Didn't even care. I was like, all right, thanks, man. Yeah. You know, I'm going to leave. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. 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 So next for RPA, man, like we're t- we we took 2023 off. We're coming back in 2024. And then the way that we're doing it is we're going to minim- minimize the amount of games and increase the exposure okay. of where they're going to go. Got it. Whether it's overseas, whether that's, you, you know, playing in like a, 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 a small tournament or whatever the case may be. But, um, and then we started find trainers and coaches. That's amazing. So every trainer wants to work with an athlete, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. They all just like the physical piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But who cares about that piece if that kid goes to school and commits armed robbery? Right. Right. Who does he call when he's hungry in the middle of the night? Right. So uh, we took this year off and just like refocus on what we want to do and not get wrapped up in the whirlwind of... I got to be first to, to get this kid. Yeah. Like, I didn't care about that. That's right. You, you know, so that's kind of where we are, man. And then uh, we'll have, we'll have 10 locations within the U.S. Um, based on who passes our certifications mm-hmm. and like really is doing it to the level that we want. But we'll start building our little franchises within the U.S. Um, and then continue working with the governments over overseas. You're cool. you're amazing. This is dope, and I can't wait to see you guys come back. I definitely want to come and talk to you again once you guys get back, and yeah. especially when you because I I love the um the exchange piece. I I think you're right. Like you know, because they're athletes doesn't mean that they shouldn't have the ability to expand really yeah. their their horizons. And I am a big believer that traveling, reading. It makes you a more empathetic uh, countryman, but also like citizen of the world. And so that's that's yeah. really dope. Yeah. I love it. I love I'm, it. I'm excited, man. I think yeah. it's going to be great. 
Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this thing up, y'all. We've been hanging out for a while. Um, tell the people where to find you. Uh, yeah, you do find me on every internet thing as Reggie Calhoun <laughs> Internet <Jr>. thing. <laughs> so social media, LinkedIn, Google. Shit. Hell, like MySpace. MySpace, you know, Reggie Calhoun Jr., Planet? man. Shoot, I, nah, Black Planet, my name was crazy on that one. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Yeah, that was a It wild. was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. High school was a... <laughs> Anyways. Wild times. Wild yeah, times. But now uh Reggie Calhoun Jr. on every platform. And then um we are rpa.org is our um website for everything about RPA. Yeah. And then our certification is under calhounglobal.net. So it. I'll put all that in the show notes yeah, for the people. Sure. So um, yeah, if that's y'all where we are, man. And if y'all have student athletes or if you are interested in a certification, I'll make sure that's in the show notes yeah. for um for this week. So well thank you, Reggie, for coming to hang with me. Hey, for sure. This was great. I learned a lot. Yeah. I, but I always learned a lot when I'm sitting with him, y'all. That's <laughs> that's the cool thing about having friends nah, that are but, super smart. But you made me go research though. I'm like, yo, the government crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the world, the world. Yeah. All right, y'all. But we're going to get out of here. Um, make sure you follow Reggie, Reggie Calhoun Jr. on all the things, including Black Planet and MySpace. And, <laughs> and then um, the Green Route Pod um, on all the things for us. And then I drink politics for me. But um, this has been amazing. Um, I cannot wait to have Reggie back. Oh, yeah. When he relaunches and then when we move into the new space, we're going to do some real cool stuff, have some some mashup episodes, uh, bring strangers together. It's going to be crazy. So we, can, so we can talk politics over liquor and cussing. It's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, y'all have a great night. Um, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, tell your mama and them um, that we out here and we will see y'all later. Have a good night. Wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.